Hey, good evening everyone. Um, no, it's been a minute since I've been on Anchor, but thought that I would come on and try to get back into the swing of things. And today I just felt like talking about cognitive biases. So last week I popped on to Instagram live and I think I, in an ideal world this would be a series, but <laughs> what in practicality is going to be is um, I'm basically talking a lot about all the different cognitive biases that uh, all of us, by virtue of being human, are subject to, and how does that affect your ability to be an effective entrepreneur? And the reason why I like to talk about these are cognitive biases, if you aren't uh, familiar with them, or what they're also known as are heuristics, they're basically mental shortcuts. Um, your brain has to take in thousands upon thousands of stimuli every second from second to second, and it is impossible for your brain to parse much less um, actually take in all of that information without leaving you in a uh, crazy pool just crying from information overload. So what your brain does in order to help you move throughout the world is employ mental shortcuts. These are basically things that's like, okay, well, if I recognize this pattern, then most likely the thing that you, that you being you the person, should do is X. All cognitive biases do really just reduce the cognitive load so that's sort of the, the work that it takes your brain to be able to interpret a situation and it helps you be able to make decisions in theory, which it does most of the time, but sometimes cognitive biases get in the way because we see a pattern and the pattern is not actually in play. So last week I spoke a little bit about two of those biases, anchoring bias and then the availability heuristic, but this evening I want to talk about these next two, which are the bandwagon effect and the blind spot bias, and both how these can trip you up as an entrepreneur and keep you from building your business, as well as how you can use some of these things to your advantage. So the bandwagon effect, if you aren't familiar with it, it's, or if you might have seen this before or heard of this, is this idea behind groupthink. Basically, if you um, have a lot of people in the room and you kind of get to a consensus and that consensus gets locked in pretty quickly, it's this idea that um, just merely by having one people, two people, three people agree to a particular concept, agree to a particular plan, that in general, everyone tends to hop on the bandwagon because they don't want to be seen as the lone one out. So you can see how, depending on what kind of meeting you're doing, how this can trip you up if you're an entrepreneur running your company and you as the CEO walks in the room and says, I think that this is a great idea, where the bandwagon could shoot yourself in the foot is if you as the CEO says that and all your employees tend to fall in line and say, that's a great idea, like we agree with you, and then one by one, you all end up going in lockstep and you don't really get to that point where you have a meaningful discussion about how to either address the issue at hand or how to maybe come up with a plan that could even be even better than the one that you came up with. So that's one issue where that's the, the group thing. The infamous example of this is uh, JFK and the Cuban Missile Crisis and sort of their first reaction to it versus their second reaction to it by having uh, more room for dissent in the room. They sort of impeded this bandwagon or this group think effect. Where you can use this to your advantage is, of course, with your customers. That intend, your customers also tend to do the same thing. Is that you know if they see, you know, if one customer buys from you, their friends also tend to ask, "Oh, where did you get that bag? Where are you getting that service? You seem like you're really happy. Your business is doing well." And so it's this idea that success can beget success, um, happiness begets happiness. And so you can use the bandwagon effect to your advantage among your customers if you can also to encourage that 
process of people really a, a sort of adopting that belief and that adopting that belief and specifically you, the entrepreneur, um, so that you get more business. The second bias that I mentioned is blind spot bias. So this is kind of meta, but it's just the idea that you trust in your judgment implicitly and think that it is completely objective and is above sort of reproach in a certain sense. So basically it's the idea that like your failure to recognize your own bias is in, in and of itself a bias. So obviously you could see where this goes wrong. If you don't know that something is wrong, that makes it impossible for you to fix it. And I see this trip up entrepreneurs uh, a lot of the time. Um, you see this a lot in this concept of when people really get married to their ideas or they get kind of married to their methods and not really married to really wanting to solve the problem. So in short, don't do that. Constantly be in a space where you are either um, trying to question to see if there's something you could be doing better, uh, really trying to continuously learn and challenge yourself. Um, a way that I started doing this just early on, at least in my personal life, is that um, right after I got out of college, um, and I kind of was, because I'm a nerd, uh, was really missing having a learning environment. My roommate and I sat down and we made these um, fear-conquering lists. And it's just this idea that we wanted to be in a space where we knew we were being challenged all the time, even if it wasn't completely formalized. Um, and by making these lists, it was a way for us to be sure that we were introducing novelty in our lives, that we were always learning, and that again, to try to disrupt this blind spot bias about certain facets of our life um, so that it didn't become this truism, well, I've always been afraid of X, so therefore I will always be afraid of X. And those fear conquering lists were a way for us to challenge that in specific situations as well as for future situations where we face challenges or faced hard decisions, we could look back and say, hey, we've also been able to make hard decisions in the past. We've also um, sort of faced challenges also in the past. You know, here's how I can kind of take that courage and take that insight um, and take that perspective to really apply it to this new challenge at hand. Um, so those are just the two biases I wanted to cover today. So bandwagon effects, be careful of that when you're making decisions within your business about not sort of um, implicitly persuading your employees to a particular course of action when that's not really what needs to take place. Um, but using the bandwagon to your effect to actually win customers. And thirdly, your blind spot bias. Like think of ways to interrupt your normal patterns of thinking, um, whether it's a fear conquering list or whether it's just uh, putting yourself in a position of, of what I always like to say is always be learning, like whether it's inserting kind of education and learning opportunities throughout your day. Uh, also try to challenge um, your sort of own cognitive biases you've got going on. Um, so with that, hope you have a lovely evening and I'll see you next time. Bye.